All right, you're, you're on. Uh, hey, good morning, everybody. You guys, uh, hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, this, the sun today is beautiful, ain't it? It's good. So, um, Scott goes not to put any pressure on you and stuff. When he asked me to speak, he's like, he's like, I trust God's going to speak through you, man. And I'm like, uh, 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 this whole time. But honestly, just been praying a lot for you guys um, as a church and even for myself. And I must say, last week's message was encouraging to to me as well, you know, spoke to me. And even I think even this one has spoken to me as well as I've been kind of processing more things during COVID. How many of you guys find yourself throughout the day just just contemplating stuff now since we're just stuck at home? You're just thinking a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good thing for us. I remember a good friend of mine told me, he's like, hey, man, he said, maybe this is good if God's got to get our attention by taking away sports, taking away you know, all the things that we enjoy doing just to get our attention. Isn't that a good thing? And I was like, you know what, brother? I received that. That is a good thing. And so we're going to just trust God with this, this word this morning. And as Scott told you guys last week, this kind of series I'm calling it In Between. And today is just believing that Jesus can revive the dead. That's kind of what, what the title of this message is. And it's from John chapter 11. And uh, we're going to start, we're going to start at verse 1. And I'm going to read through through John 11, verse 1. I'll skip over a couple of verses, though, and uh, let you know where we pick up at. But we'll start here in uh, John chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and, his sister, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord... He whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea. We're going to jump down to verse 11. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he, he will recover. Now Jesus has spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Verse 17, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whether you ask from... No, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God 
who is coming into the world. When she, said, when she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. I'm going to stop there for a moment. And a couple of questions came to me as I was reading, reading this passage. It says, how many times have, have I asked God for something but felt like he didn't hear me? Or how many times have you waited for, hoped for, and believed for God to answer a prayer, but it hasn't come about yet? You've walked in faith, beginning to prepare for the thing you felt in your spirit that God was, was going to bring about, yet one more day passes, one more week passes, one more month passes, one more year passes, and it hasn't happened. Now you, begin to, now you may begin to think to yourself that this is, this is not really going to happen. Did I really hear from God right? So we begin to lament to God about what is not going on. We say, Lord, you promised me this. Lord, you put this dream in my heart, Lord. I'm ready for this new thing to happen. I'm done working this job, and I'm ready for something different, you may say. Or yet, God hasn't brought about that new you've been hoping for yet. For some of us, or even for most of us, when the new thing doesn't show up when we're ready for it, we let the dream go. We say, all right, well, maybe that wasn't what God wanted, and we just kind of let it go. We stop praying for that person to accept Jesus, God's grace in the person of Jesus Christ. We, we say that our dreams, our prayers, our friendships, whatever, you name it, when it doesn't happen, we tend to say, well, God must didn't want that to happen. See, when I, when I read in John chapter 11, Lazarus, a beloved friend of Jesus, is sick. His sisters, Martha and Mary, send a messenger, messenger to inform Jesus that Lazarus is sick. And when the messenger tells Jesus this news, Jesus thanks the person and stays where he is two extra days. So Jesus, hey, I, I, man, the guy that you really love, Jesus, he's sick, he's, he's about to die, I want you to come and heal him. And Jesus is like, all right, thanks for the message. Deuces. And he chills for two days. Four days after Lazarus is in the grave slash the tomb, Jesus decides it's time to go to Judea. And the disciples respond to Jesus, are you sure you want to go back to, to Judea when they just tried to stone you the last time, Rabbi? And then Jesus tells them in verse 11, he says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him. And the disciples say to him, Lord, if he's falling asleep, he'll wake up. And the scripture tells us that Jesus finally told him plainly, he said, Lazarus has died. And it's for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. And I hit, when I read this, this thought hit me like, okay, maybe that dream hasn't come about yet because God's waiting for a moment to where I can truly believe in him, that I can really believe. That just thought kind of hit me. From this section, we learn Martha and Mary know how it feels to be disappointed. They sent word to Jesus that, that Jesus' main man is dying sick, yet when the messenger returns, there's no Jesus. Like, what? Like, Jesus isn't here? 
And we can hear in Martha and Mary's voices just the kind of the, the pain that they felt or the disappointment they felt that Jesus didn't come right away. Because as Martha hears that Jesus is on the road back, she runs out to him and she says, Lord, if you had been here when my brother, she said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. My translation of what Martha's saying is this, Lord, I called for you four to five days ago to come heal my brother. I didn't use those words exactly, but you're God, you know what I was thinking, you know? Yet, you didn't show up, and now he's dead. I waited for you to show up to heal him, but you didn't, is basically what she's saying. And then Jesus dropped some knowledge on her, and for us readers, he says, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, yeah, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection. But Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? See, Martha believed there would be a resurrection at the last day. And many Jews during that time frame, they believed in resurrection. They believed in a body resurrection, but they believed that that was going to happen sometime down the future. They didn't believe that it could happen like immediately that day and time while they were living. And Jesus declares to Martha, he has the power in his hands to raise men from the dead. From many years ago, many years past or to this point in time, he is the giver of life and has the power over sin and death. And I think it's good that Jesus gives her and gives us this kind reminder that he is God. He uses that I am statement, which God used when he talked to Moses back in Exodus, when God talked to Moses out of that burning bush. See, sometimes I, re I allow reality of a situation to cloud the truth of what God can do. Sometimes I allow the reality of a situation to cloud the truth of what God can do. The truth is that God can do the impossible. Look at what he did in creation. He spoke this world into existence. He made everything out of nothing. See, the reality then was Lazarus was dead. The proof that he was dead, his body was laying in the tomb, wrapped up in some linen cloths, for four straight days. His sisters knew the only way to keep him from dying was to have Jesus come. They knew Jesus could heal the sick, so they sent the messengers to him, but Jesus didn't come right away. They were heartbroken when their brother died, and I think rightfully so. I'd be, I'm heartbroken when somebody in my family passes away. My guess is you would be heartbroken too. They loved him. I also believe they were heartbroken when Jesus didn't show up right away. They're heartbroken. The reality is, I believe Jesus can heal people today. How many of you guys believe Jesus can heal people today? Yeah, amen. I believe Jesus can do miracles today like the ones that we read about in the Holy Scriptures. However, when I'm honest, sometimes I allow reality to hinder me from trusting the truth. Sometimes roadblocks, the challenges, processes, they cause me to 
to fear the dream that God has given me. I remember when I first started uh, thinking about dreaming about Casino Royal Kids Ministries, I was shocked by the amount of paperwork I had to do to start a nonprofit. Scott can attest to this. <laughs> I mean, you may see pay somebody to it. But man, when I seen that paperwork, the 27 pages, I was like, nope, no thank you, God. And I kept saying, nope, no thank you, God, for about three, four months. And I said, no thank you, God, for another two years because I was in a I was in a good job. I was getting paid well and I was comfortable. But God kept pressing on my spirit, start this nonprofit. And I was like, nope, not gonna do it. But then I decided to jump. I finally decided to jump. I gave in. Well, I gave in, yeah. <laughs> and I decided to jump. And then I started this process and I'm like, yes, God, I'm obeying you finally after two and a half years. Uh then my paperwork got denied two times by the state. Two times. And if they denied it a third time, I would have to start the process all over again. And I had worked on this thing for about 10 months. I was, I was done then. I was like, you know what? I'm done, God. Like, this, this shouldn't take this long. They, they're getting upset over addresses and stuff. And I remember my mom, I was in the kitchen cooking something, and my mom comes upstairs, and she just says, hey, son, the Lord gave me this word for you. And, um, and I was like, what? I'm like, mom, how are you just going to walk up to somebody when they're cooking in the kitchen and say, God gave me a word for you? And she, just, she shared with me Habakkuk 2.3. And um, if, any, if you don't know that word, you can look it up in your scripture. But, uh, but Habakkuk tells, God tells Habakkuk, he says, that I gave you this vision. He said, wait for it, take it and run. And though it tarries, wait for it, it will surely come. And when she gave me that, I was like super encouraged at that point. And then God sent, sent this lawyer into my life that helped me finish this paperwork. And I got incorporated in the state and everything turned around in like two weeks. It was crazy. I was like, thank you, Jesus. But that reality of me getting denied, I was willing to say, nah, God, you can't make this happen. My question to you is, what dream has God laid on your heart two years ago? Maybe five years ago. Maybe 10 years ago or even 20. What dream has God laid on your heart? What realities have caused you to doubt the dream God has given you? Is it the reality that you may, you may be older? Is it the reality that you dropped out of high school? Is it the reality that you don't have the money? Is it that reality that you're in debt? Is it the reality that you have a disability? Is it this reality that you don't want to talk to this person again? Is it the reality that Man, God, I tried this already, and I just can't overcome it. The list can go on. But Jesus asked us, just like he asked Martha, do you believe I'm the resurrection and the life? We pick up in our text in verse 38. It says, then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. 
It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, but by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I say this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. I guess that wasn't really a loud voice for myself, but <laughs> Jesus said, <laughs> Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to, to them, unbind him and let him go. When I read verses 38 through 40, where it said, Jesus said, take away the stone and mark this, the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. For he has been dead four years. And Jesus said to her, did I not tell you? If you believe me, you will see the glory of God. I sense the Lord gave me this question for us. What dream has died in you that you want me to bring to life? It's like, what is that dream that God has given you, but it's just died inside of you? And you're afraid to ask him to revive it because you're like, man, God, that dream is going to stink. I'm not able to do it. Too much time has passed on. That person let me down. Or you might feel like you're going to fail. What dream has died inside of you? Our God says to confess to him this dream and to believe that he is the God who resurrects and gives life. Amen? I'll say to you and me what Jesus said to Martha. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Like I said, quarantine's been having me process a lot of stuff lately. And, um, and I'll just keep it real with you guys. You know, Scott and I, we've been, you know, we talk a lot. And I won't share too much, Scott, because it's our confidentiality. But just praying for a friend of, of ours. And I remember just praying one day. And... Um, and I was just thinking and just this thought of how God rescued Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah just kind of hit me. And, and it was like the Holy Spirit gave me this confidence that like, hey, you serve a God who is willing and capable and able to go and rescue somebody out of a godless situation because he loves you and he loves that person. We serve a God like that. And. And I, I've been believing that. And I'm still believing that. And as Scott and I, we talk about some updates and stuff. I get encouraged by some of the updates I hear. And so that's the kind of God we serve. To where he says, don't let go of those dreams. God's glory will be revealed in those things. You know, I'm a Star Wars. I love Star Wars. How many people in here like Star Wars? How many of you guys have seen The Rise of Skywalker? Hopefully everybody's seen it. 
that's what I like that movie. And I, we went to see it as a family. And, and I got to be honest, this, this, this thought of God resurrecting dreams and stuff really started when I was watching this movie. And the part when Ray's sitting on the island and she's burning up her plane and she gets ready to throw her, I think she's going to throw her lightsaber into the fire and Luke comes out, he catches it. And just this thought he told her, he says, you can't let fear keep you from moving forward. And it's like the Holy Spirit just hit me right in the movie theater with that. And I remember, I just couldn't focus on the rest of the movie. I got home and, and it just went, that thought wouldn't, wouldn't leave me. And I prayed on it for a couple of days. And, and so finally, I, I was like, all right, Holy Spirit. So I picked up the phone and I called my buddy. Called a good friend of mine. His name is Blaine. He's down in Oregon. And I said, hey, man, look, I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I've been feeling this for a, for a long time, and I've been afraid because I know what it's going to take to make this thing happen. I know i got to raise money to make it happen, but I'm tired of being afraid. And I said, man, I just since God wants us to do ministry together. And, and we're going to pray about that. And so him and I, we've been praying for that for six months, and we know the amount of money we got to raise. And i got to say, praise God, uh, raised about $12,000 so far for that dream. And so... Because I'm human, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be afraid again. But you know what? I'm sick and tired of allowing fear to stop me from believing in my God who is greater than my fears. You know? And yes, we're going to be afraid, and it's okay to be afraid. But I'm learning in being afraid when I put one step forward in faith. I begin to be a little bit more confident in God. I begin to be a little bit more confident. Could it, be, could it be that our obedience to the Lord is all, he adi- is all he desires for us? Could I trust, could my trust in God to open the doors to reach my dream be the thing that continues to propel me? See, I'm learning it's not me who fulfills the dream. It's God is the one who, who fulfills the dream. I'm just asked to trust and believe in him. And when he asks me to do something, I believe it. I can't, rea- I can't let reality stop me from believing the truth. See, reality cannot stop us from believing the truth. So I want to encourage us to be hopeful. Be hopeful, be faithful, and be patient. Three B's. Be hopeful, be faithful, and be patient in God. So the question I leave you with is do you believe Jesus is the one who gives life and can raise our dead dreams to life? Thank you, Father God, for the fact that you are the resurrection and the life. That you're the one who conquered death and that death has no hold on us. It has no power. You are stronger. And Lord, the dreams, the desires of our hearts that we have, Father, I pray that that we would lay those dreams and desires up to you, Lord, that we confess them to you and that we would believe in you in those things, God, and that, that, Lord, that you would be glorified through them. And uh, we continue to pray for, for our friends and our family members, Lord, that 
baby, man, when we first got saved, Lord, we were on fire. We were praying for people. But maybe over time, we just kind of stopped praying. Lord, I pray that you would bring that fire back. Lord, I pray for my sister and my brother that they would know you, Lord, and that and that you would send people in their lives too, just like me, to continue to bring them to recognize that you're there and that they will receive you. Pray for Grace of Mercy Church, Lord, as they continue to go about doing your mission here in this community, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just give them the endurance to continue that great work. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray all these things. Amen. 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 Thank you, man. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Thank you.